Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm Tamara. And I'm Sheena. Make sure to rate this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher because it helps us move up the charts. Today we're going to start off with some news. Alright, what's happening in the world of lesbians? Some news making headlines is a case in Indianapolis where eight married lesbian couples are arguing with the state of Indiana that they've been discriminated against for not allowing both women to have their names on birth certificates as parents. The state requires a mother and a father on the birth certificate. Not to sound kind of odd about this, but we're Africans. We should be the ass end of the backwards world. And yet when we got equality, we got all of these rights along with it. So what's going on in America? Well, it's not all states. There are some such as Iowa, Kansas and Utah, which have had some lawsuits and they've managed to change that. Unfortunately, it didn't come across naturally as like it did here in South Africa. But different country, different things. And they're a lot more conservative. And the thing is, what the state is saying, it makes no difference to your legal claim on the child, except that if you're not on the birth certificate, you have to go through an adoption process and the child becomes your stepchild. This is what women are having an issue with. Like there is a lady, she actually donated her egg to her wife to carry because she wasn't able to carry a child. And she is unable to be on the birth certificate, even though it's her child and she has zero legal claim over it. That's just so wrong. Yeah. So they haven't made any findings yet, so the recording of this podcast. Hopefully they do come to a finding and hopefully it's one that recognises that same-sex parents of any nature, both parents are parents. Absolutely. That's what our law says. So if you birth a spawn, I have to be its mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't go birthing any spawns without telling me. <laughs> sure. So what is happening over on the Lesbian Review? Well, actually, today I've got two of my reviewers coming on as guests. They're great fun. The one is Brooklyn. She's one of my newer reviewers, and she's relatively new to the review scene. But it's rare to find people that love books as much as I do, and both Brooklyn and Tara do. Tara, you've heard from before in the last one with the top ten list. And in today's podcast, they are talking about their firsts. Their first winking my eye, or are we talking books here? (laughs) Are you talking about sex? That's so funny. No, I'm talking about their first lesbian books that they read. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that does make a little bit more sense since it's the lesbianreview.com and what you do is review lesbian books. Absolutely. It's actually interesting. You know, the reason I started the lesbian review was because I was struggling to find really good lesbian books. So when I did find them, I wanted to kind of share them with the community like these are great books. And as it turns out, people really like that because my site has exploded. It's become one of the foremost sites for finding great books because we will only review books we like. And so I've had to actually get other reviewers on board. And this is what they have to say. Tara, remind me how the firsts go again. Well, in this case, you're talking about the first lesbian book that we have ever read. Your coming out book. My coming out book. Oh, geez. Okay, well, in this case, for me, it was the book And Playing the Role of Herself by K.E. Lane. I didn't even know that lesbian romance or lesbian fiction was a genre. Like everybody else, I'd heard of Sarah Waters, but that's just everybody's heard of her. And then Jezebel did a top 10 list of lesbian romances, and that was on it, and it changed everything. Also responsible for why, probably why, I love celebrity romances too. So it's about two women, Cade and Robin, and they both are on a show that's kind of like Law and Order. Cade knows that she's gay, she's only just figured it out in the last couple of years, and she knows that she has a gigantic embarrassing crush on Robin. Uh, What she doesn't know is that Robin maybe feels the same about her. It's a fun book. 
it's a sweet book it's a sexy book and i think everybody should check it out do you think it holds up now that you've read other lesbian fiction and you can see that actually it's not a subpar space in the fiction world do you think it still holds up i actually i do think it holds up it's almost 10 years old um so there's been a lot that's happened since then and the genre has absolutely grown a ton since then and we've seen lots of great writing happening but there's still something incredibly compelling about it it's told in the first person from Kate's perspective and i think part of why it holds up is that she's very flawed she has a temper she um, isn't afraid to say what she thinks even if it's not attractive and i think that's something that readers can connect with even if they don't always agree with what she says or does um i mean there's some stuff that happens to her that's a little over the top so that's maybe a touch of a drawback but it's still fun no matter what like i had a great time rereading it for the site and it absolutely held up to my first reading of it well she's a celebrity so you can't go over the top <laughs> it's true it's true um and it has some of the best um friendship writing that i've seen as well there's a side character in there who plays Cade's best friend who is just hilarious and worth reading alone even if you're not even into if you're not into celebrity romances that's still worth checking out just to see her who's the author again k.e lane it is her only book i was just gonna ask i know that's so sad it is i don't know i don't know what happened i don't she thanks um megan o'brien in her acknowledgments and i wonder if it's the same megan o'brien that we're all a fan of but I've never seen anything else from her. Her website is gone now. Um, and that's it. There's only this one wonderful book that I think everyone should read. But it's an ebook format, right? It absolutely is, yes. That's at least something. One of my books is only in print format and only in like second hand now. Oh no. You can get you can also get this in print. So if you only read in print, don't worry about it. You can still get that as well. Are there people who still only read in print? Like what's wrong with them? Go get a Kindle. Well, they like to smell their pages, I think. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Brooklyn, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm the action reviewer for the site. So the my first is a romance novel. So that means it's really good because I'm not really like a romance novel reader. But my book is Keeping You a Secret and I did a review on it. It was my first review. What I really like about this book is she's just so good at writing these lines that really I think just kind of like get your emotions going and the flirting in it just seems so realistic. I think it's <laughs> with my first book. So when I read it, it wasn't like, I'm not saying like it was porn, but it was like my porn because I'd never read like a lesbian book before. And I would like keep it a secret. Even though like my mom bought it from me, I would like hide in the corner and read it. But um... It's young adult, so there's not really, like, a lot of dirty things in there. And it's just, like, a super cute romance between this girl who's not out yet, so it's a toaster romance, which I learned from joining this site from Tara. That's when you turn a straight girl gay. But, um, yeah, she just sees this girl, and she starts falling in love with her, and then um, they finally get together. But actually, I really shouldn't talk about the book too much because then I'll ruin the plot. So this was a, a book of many firsts for you. Yeah. What was the first yeah. lesbian romance you read? It was, I assume, the first lesbian romance your mother bought for you. <laughs> first and second to last, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Oh, why did she stop buying me books? Mm. Because I got too old. She's, I started having to buy all my own things. Like, once I was 18, I'm surprised she didn't kick me out of the house. <laughs> And it was the first review you did for anything, right? Yeah. 
this was a, a an epic first for you and it's actually because of this review that I asked you to be a permanent reviewer for the site. You chose a beautiful excerpt and that sold me to your reviewing style because I was like, if you can pick an excerpt that gets my blood going, you know your books. That's why I, I definitely recommend it. I've never read any of other books by this author, but she, she was so good at this book and any of her other books are like that, like I recommend it because I went out and bought this book for my girlfriend and made her read it and I actually passed this book around to people I work with and like they're not even gay, but they loved it. Like everybody that I gave this book to just like really loved it. The romance is so well written and like I said, I do a lot of action, so it's like saying something. So let me get this right. Hang on, Brooklyn. So do you have two copies? You've got one for yourself <laughs> and then one that you pass around to everybody else. Yeah, exactly, because, like, you know, the one for yourself, you take it into the bathroom with you, you know, so, like, it's <laughs> 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 bathroom coffee. <laughs> you can't pass that one around. <laughs> oh, good stuff. This desk make you question library books, though. <laughs> Never <laughs> crossed my mind. Oh, ew. <laughs> there was, like, pe- for people who like to smell their books, you know, books have to smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, gee. <laughs> I think there are people out there going, I need to buy a book sanitizer. (laughs) People are going to be like, I'm not going to the library anymore. But we all know it's true. We all know we take things into the bathroom, so don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Brooklyn and Tara. Aren't they great? (laughs) They're so much fun. They are. Brooklyn always has me in stitches. Her brain works very differently to mine, so she's hilarious to listen to. I love those two. And I will never look at a library book the same. (laughs) Ew. All right, so now we talk about our serious issue of the day. And our super serious issue of the day uh-huh. is one that I'm sure almost every single lesbian has had asked to her. Who's the man? Oh, my great aunt asked me that and I wanted to smack her. So before we continue with the conversation, should we check our pants? Like, so who's the man, Jean? <laughs> I think the entire definition of lesbian is no man. <laughs> so should we start hanging out dictionaries? I think we may have to. Kind of like a Gideon's Bible movement, but for like, this is what defines a lesbian. Yes, please stop asking us who's the man. But why is it, tomorrow, you did some research on this, I believe. Why is it that women, men, it it doesn't matter who's asking. They just can't seem to wrap their heads around the fact that a lesbian relationship does not consist of a male role and a female role. At its very core, it's a very, very simple answer. The simple answer is that they've got an extremely narrow point of view of the world and it's a heteronormative one big word of the day they see everything through the scope of a relationship as a man and a woman and it has to have masculine and feminine roles okay so they see a lesbian couple and they naturally assume that one must be the man and especially when you get down to having different types of lesbians in air quotes you know you get your femmes, you get your butchers, you get your... I don't know, help me out here. Well, you get tomboys, you get lesbians who don't actually identify with any particular yeah. labels because they just feel like they're them. Exactly. But, you see, so I think when people think about lesbians, they think sort of stereotype of a butch. So a woman with shorter hair who dresses in shirts and pants and they feel that that is a woman trying to emulate a man. Except that it isn't. Any self-respecting butch knows she doesn't actually want to be a man. She just wants to be a gentlewoman. 
exactly. And I mean, you do get, you know, women who want to be men, but then that's, you know, a completely different thing and that falls into trans. And those aren't necessarily lesbians. No, that's a whole different category exactly. in its own right. And that's that's about your own identity. It's actually not even about, it isn't about sexual orientation at all. No, it's just not what a lesbian relationship is about. And then, of course, you get lesbians who are more of the archetype of a woman, you know, girly, wear dresses, high heels, lipstick, and all that kind of a thing. And then you get the two as a couple. So you're more butch and you're more femme coming together. And to people on the outside, this looks like your stereotypical male-female relationship. Except that it's not. And you get couples that are too butchers exactly. or two femmes or somebody like myself who identifies more like a tomboy i don't feel like a butch can i interject here yes i've coined a new term i refer to sheena as a lip balm lesbian she does she is you know slightly tomboyish but she still likes the girly stuff so not lipstick or lip gloss but more lip balm <laughs> what girly stuff do i like you like pink i do i have lots of pink pajamas yes <laughs> but uh, the thing is I'll never wear skirts or dresses Because no. I just don't feel comfortable in them I'll wear jeans, tackies, t-shirts and hoodies Are predominantly my go-to clothing And honestly Whether I wear browns, greens, oranges or pinks I actually don't really care I don't do makeup And my hair is relatively short But having said that When I give the hairdresser instructions I say to them Make sure I look like a girl It's funny Because some lesbians expect you to Either be butch or femme Or have some sort of label yes. and I'm finding especially the slightly older lesbians like 50s and up because I think they come from an era where those labels identified your space in the world because it wasn't socially acceptable to just yes. be yourself yes. and now there's this big movement globally with all sorts of people to be more accepting of a range of things. There's a lot more boxes and yet there's a lot of breaking down of boxes as well. I actually hate the labels. I hate having that person is X, that person is Y and it's just like, why can't you just be an individual who happens to like wearing whatever? When you come out as a lesbian at first, now this wasn't your experience because you had a very, very different lesbian experience to most people. When you're a young teenager and you're looking to find your identity, you don't have a lot of role models. You don't have people on TV that you can look to. You don't really have family members who are gay or even friends, really, not mm. out. So the things you can find are those boxes. And you go, well, hey, I'm, I'm kind of boyish, so maybe I need to be a butch. I know because I went through that stage. And I tried it on for size, and it actually just didn't feel right. Because I'm, I don't feel like a gentleman. Does that make sense? I get that. I feel like a superhero. <laughs> she the loves MacGyver. Mm. Technically not a superhero, but close enough. <laughs> Back to the question. Why is it so important for people to put this box, who's the man and who's the woman? Because we're humans, and humans are forever trying to make sense of the world. From myths to religion to creating society with structures, we're trying to make sense of everything. And because the world, for the most part, has been this way since its dawn, that's where we're used to it. And when you get people who seem to lie out of that, we need to make rules or make them conform to our idea of what the world is. For example, and I don't want to offend anyone here, but I find it really difficult to understand the asexual experience. I don't get it. I don't understand how a human can not want sex or to want a relationship with another person. I don't get it. And I have to fight against myself to not want to, hey, you just haven't met the right person yet. Because I know that it's extremely wrong and that's what people do to lesbians. That's what they do to gay people, what they do to trans people. So you can't go and shove your experience on someone else. 
I'm gonna quote off of this here. It's because you're a cougar. I don't want to be a cougar. I feel like I'm too young to be a cougar. Really. It's it's because I'm. Can your... I be like a kitten? I'm. Your... <laughs> it's because <laughs> you robbed my cradle. She's literally one month, one day younger than me, and every year for those thirty days, she will go on about how old I am. <laughs> And you can never get back at me ever throughout our lives. I will always be younger than you. <laughs> she said it literally. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me before the show, the stereotypical labels of what the masculine role is and what the feminine role is, is actually even more ingrained in society than just people asking lesbians. And it's actually bad for everyone concerned, not just lesbians. No, it's bad for literally everyone because you get gay men who's the woman in that relationship. Neither. They're all very much non-woman. That's the whole point of being gay. In a stereotypical hetero relationship, the who's the man and who's the woman is very clear biologically, but who actually takes on each function? Who does the cooking? Who takes care of the kids? It's not always the woman. Sometimes it's the man who does that while the woman goes out and fells trees or whatever it is that she does. The world is slipping away from the traditional male-female role in every single way. And the thing is, it actually doesn't work for men either. Because men are taught, oh, to be a man you must be masculine, you must be strong, you must like sports, you must never cry, you must not have emotions. And this is not good for them either. Men who feel like they can't be as emotionally vulnerable, who yes. feel like they can't show as much love and, and women who are forced into this role of being submissive and the the sole caretaker very often because men don't necessarily know how to do it because they weren't raised that way. Yeah, get this thing of men babysitting their own children or it being a big deal if the wife goes out and he has to look after the child, whereas there's nothing wrong with him going out and her having to look, the look after the child. And it's, you know, why but, should it be that way? But this all stems from the same question. Who's yes. the man in the relationship? And... This is a really, really bad way of looking at the world. We should be looking at what is your role as a human being? Yes. Who's best for the job at any given point in time? Or just share your lives. Why does there have to be any defined goals? Why can't you both cook? Why can't you garden if you really enjoy gardening while I clean the house? Because I really enjoy cleaning the house. So whatever it is. So who's the man in the relationship, ladies, is not the be-all and end-all of the universe and while it's very frustrating as a lesbian it's a really bad way for the whole of society to be looking at any kind of relationship not just ours but then there's also the question of single people who don't have partners they have to do everything there is no man and woman if you're a female you have to take on manly things like hanging up your own pictures or changing attire whereas if you're a single man presumably you need to eat and wear clean clothes so you're doing typically female things it hurts everyone, even people who are not in relationships. That's true. We need to stop looking at gender as a, a job, a role in society. Mm. And we need to start looking at roles in society based on skills and strengths. Exactly. Gender is really neither here nor there. Not in this regard. No, not in all. Kind of is very important in lesbian relationships since you have to be a woman yes but what i mean is <laughs> i think in most things as like we've established that women can do all jobs that men can do we've established that men can do all jobs that women can do except give birth to babies okay that is not a job that is like another part of biology i'm talking about <laughs> changing tires yeah or hey a woman can be an astronaut a man can be a nurse and i hate that they call it male nurses what is that i know it's the stupidest thing ever it's not like female doctors <laughs> 
<laughs> because people would pet you the nose if you say you're a female doctor. I know, right? <laughs> Great, so... Gender discrimination. So who the man? Definitely you, baby. <laughs> you got way bigger balls than me. <laughs> That's why I wear boxes. You don't, but you look cute in boxes. Big eye roll. <laughs> okay, so that's it for today for Let's Talk About It. Catch us on iTunes and Stitcher. And please go review and rate us on iTunes especially. And tell your friends. 